Red Apple Media Podcast Network presents This is Protecting America. Now, here's Emmy-winning journalist Rita Cosby. Welcome to another edition of Protecting America. We've recently seen unforgettable images showing war crimes in Ukraine with civilians, including women and children, executed in Bucha, just outside of the capital city of Kiev. This comes as President Zelensky pleaded with the U.S. and the U.N. to act immediately to give Ukraine all it needs to defend itself from the Russian onslaught. And joining us now to talk about all of this is General Jack Keane, retired four-star general, also chairman of the Institute of the Study of War, and also Fox News senior strategic analyst. General Jack Keane, great to have you here on the podcast called Protecting America. Thank you. Delighted to be here, as always. Well, your service to America is legendary and so powerful. How concerned should we be where things are headed right now in Ukraine? Because there's been a lot of developments of late. Well, yes. I mean, obviously the Russians have lost their main effort to topple the government and seize the capital. And they pulled out of that city and a couple of other cities. And they're trying to consolidate their efforts in the South and in the East. What they want to do is cut off Ukraine's access to the sea, which is where most of their exports and obviously imports come from, but mostly their exports, which sustains their economy. Ukraine became a landlocked country. It would be devastating economically for them. But that's the Russian objective. They're going to be very challenged to be able to achieve that objective because they've been fighting significantly in the last couple of weeks in the Donbass region, making no progress. Even some of the reinforcements they brought in, you know, failed miserably. And while they're bringing in more reinforcements, so are the Ukrainians because they no longer have to keep all these troops up in the north because the Russians are gone, and they'll be able to influence the actions in the south as well. The best circumstance that we could have is the Ukrainians are able to conduct a counteroffensive. The Biden administration and NATO give them the advanced weapons they want to go on the offense. And they're a little different than being on the defense. This is tanks, artillery, armored vehicles, fighter jets to to oversee the attack and air defense systems to protect the fighter jets. And they're not getting all of that. They're determined, nonetheless, to crush the Russian army in their country. And I think because of the atrocities and the war crimes that are being committed, their intensity and commitment to do this has just gone up rather dramatically, as the world has seen that. and find it so reprehensible that Russia is doing something like that. So, yeah, we'll see what comes of this. I think the Russia is going to be challenged to accomplish what they want, to cut Ukraine off from the sea in the south. Ukrainians are going to be challenged also to throw them out of the country, but there is an opportunity to do that. And what could happen as a result of it, Rita, is we get stalemated and neither side can advance very much and we freeze in place, much like happened in 2014. And that would not be good for Ukraine either, because that means that Russian troops are staying on Ukrainian soil and occupying more of it than what they did prior to the invasion. The best outcome is push Russia out is really the most favorable outcome. Absolutely. And otherwise, they're going to be looking over their shoulder, too, if they still are remaining in part of the country. What about we heard this week, General Jack Keane, from Chairman Milley 
We heard the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, General Mark Milley, said that this could go on, he said, potentially for years, if not decades. But he was suggesting maybe for years. Is that the case, do you think? Yeah, it's possible. Not fighting for years, I don't believe. But I, you know, I don't know exactly what the chairman meant. But I mean, stalemated for years, like we were post-2014 in the Donbass region. That is certainly possible. And certainly fighting and uh, serious combat operations going on for months and possibly a year or two. But if it goes on for years, it would only be because it's stalemated. Is there a window now to really make sure that we throw everything militarily to help the Ukrainians win? Because a lot of people... I, I actually believe that. Yeah, you, yes, brought up, you brought up the reconstituting of Russian troops. And also then there's this victory day in May that a lot of people think, well, Putin may want to show some sort of victory at that point. What do you think needs to happen immediately? In addition, well, you talked about the military. NATO and the United States should be all in because the fact is that Zelensky and his generals have an opportunity to crush the Russian army in Ukraine. And what better deterrence could you possibly have for NATO and Russia never attacking NATO, at least in the next several years, if their army is crushed inside of Ukraine? I mean, that is in NATO's interest. And why they're not giving them everything that they're asking for and then some is beyond me because they have a stake and an interest and having that kind of an outcome as well. So why do you think they're holding back? Why is NATO and why is this administration seems to be following NATO as opposed to leading? There's one reason. They're afraid of what Putin will do if he loses. That is the fear that they're dealing with. In other words, they're not all in on Zelensky winning because they fear that Putin may take a provocative reaction if he loses. And I think that's pretty shameful. What about if Putin wins? Shouldn't they be worried about that? You would think. In my mind, what I think with Biden, and I had it on a very good source three weeks ago, said that the Biden administration was pressuring Zelensky to make a deal. And that deal would have been unfavorable to Ukraine. They're interested in ending the war. And even if the negotiation is unfavorable to Ukraine, why? because that gets them back on their political domestic agenda in the United States when an election coming up in November and Biden's poll ratings are going down over this war. I think that's part an elephant that's in the room. Wow, which is a very sad testament to our administration. And the most important thing should be victory for democracy, victory for Ukraine. I want to ask you about some of the images that we have seen this week. They have been gut-wrenching General Jack Keane out of Bucha, just the horrible atrocities committed on civilians. What was your reaction and now the world saying these are war crimes, some say genocide? What are your thoughts? Well, yeah, I mean, they are all of that. They are atrocities. They are war crimes. They are the Russian way of war. This is not some lack of discipline in some unit and guys going rogue and doing this. This is the Russian way of war. They did this in World War II. They did it in Grozny and Chechnya. And they certainly did similar things in Syria. So this is intentional. This comes from the high command. Kill as many civilians as you can and make it outrageous to break the will of the people in Ukraine and therefore force Zelensky to make a deal. That's what this is. Do you believe, though, it is emboldening the Ukrainian forces, just showing what monsters they're up against, and also the world, too? It's outraging the world, isn't it, in many ways, unifying people against 
Russia, clearly. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Russians can't help themselves. That's who they are. They're morally bankrupt. But yes, it's backfiring on them for sure. It's intensifying Ukraine's military activities and certainly making Russia even more of a pariah on the international stage than what they already are. One of the things we heard, Jack Keane, was the mayor of Mariupol, which, of course, as you talked about, it's strategically located because it's there in that eastern area that, of course, the Russians want. And that city has been getting pounded left and right. The mayor came out and said that Russia's siege is the new Auschwitz. And he believes that more than 5,000 civilians have been killed in Mariupol. Some people even estimate even more because it's just been getting you know, hit. It's been getting pummeled by missiles and rockets, and they believe that 90 to 95 percent of that city has been hit, in many cases leveled. Do you believe, sadly, these scenes that we saw at Abucha we're going to see, sadly, in other cities, you know, hopefully when the Russians are forced out? There's no doubt about that, Rita. This thing is going to get worse as these cities unfold and are uncovered in terms of what took place there. It's going to be an evolving tragedy that the world's going to have to deal with, and certainly the Ukrainian people will have to cope with it. And the suffering that they're going to go through is just innumerable, and it's going to be awful. Is there anything that you see this administration doing or changing based on all of these images that have been coming out? Is there going to be a point where, even as you talk about what's being told privately, is there something where they say, gosh, the public outrage is just so strong, which I think so many of us felt from seeing the images of Bucha, where maybe the administration, even if that wasn't their original plan, they're going to get off their butts and basically give everything that they can in terms of military, not boots on the ground, but military, ultimately to Ukraine. I would hope so, but I'm not optimistic because they really want this thing to end. And what Zelensky is saying, with some justification, he's saying, listen, if you want the barbarism to end, if you want the war crimes to end, if you want the atrocities to end, give me the equipment I need so I can drive the Russians out of my country. Once I do that, this all ends. That's the powerful argument. But I don't see that happening in the near term. What's your impressions ultimately to here as my last question to you, General Keene, in terms of your thoughts about Zelensky and the Ukrainian people? It's been extraordinary to see their fight and to see what they have done. It really is. He's quite remarkable. He has stepped up as such a young man. It's easy, as many people have done, to include myself, compare him to Churchill, how he rallied a country. But what Churchill had and stated publicly, he had Roosevelt as a partner. And the United States was not in the war, but we had a Lend-Lease program giving them equipment. And Churchill has said many times, Roosevelt saved Britain by giving them all of that equipment they need to hold off the Germans. Uh, The United States was able to come into the war after Japan attacked the United States. That Roosevelt saved Britain. Well, Zelensky doesn't have a Roosevelt, Rita, unfortunately. And President Biden, he is no Roosevelt here. Do you think things would be different if it was President Trump still in office? Likely, yes. I don't think there would have been an invasion, to be frank about it. I think Putin would have been very concerned about what the reaction would be from President Trump. And I don't think he would have invaded. Yeah, I think many people agree with you. Well, General Jack Keane, Fox News Senior Strategic Analyst, also the chairman of the Institute for the Study of War, Thanks for all you do to keep America and the world safe. And thank you for your great service to this country.
Oh, thanks, Rita. And it's always great talking to you and also to your audience. Thank you so much. And everybody, I'll be back soon with another great edition of Protecting America. And of course, you can catch me every weeknight, 10 p.m. to midnight on the legendary WABC Radio. This is Rita Cosby, and thanks for all you do to protect America.